0: This is hot take with Jan van Mullen. Jan van from my broadband, how are you doing Jan? Keeping well, how are you? I'm doing very, very well. Now Jan, we had a bit of a kerfuffle over the right to show the rugby on SABC. I see that we are having a groundhog day when it comes to the Cricket World Cup.
1: Yeah, and indeed, the news this morning was that the SABC has declined the deal that MultiChoice has offered. So, neither party revealing how much money was uh, was in question here. But, yeah, the SABC has said they're not going to show the Cricket World Cup at all. And they blamed MultiChoice uh, for it being too expensive. And uh, MultiChoice said that, you know, that they were disappointed that they couldn't uh, reach an agreement. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, both parties kind of, uh, you know, trying to, trying to indicate that they're not at fault here. Um, and, uh, but without, you know, giving any details. So we don't know, you know, how much multi-choice won for the rights, what the terms of the deal were going to be. And, um, we also don't know, you know, um, how stubborn the SABC was, was being about this either, but we know that the SABC is not in a very good financial position. So, um, it's not clear whether it would, you know, whether the SABC was even in a position to pay the kind of bare minimum for the rights, uh, because, um, it's, uh, it's just for the last financial year, quite recently, um, put its annual report out and it's, uh, it's recorded a 1.1 billion rand loss. So yeah, the, the public broadcast is not a particularly good place, which makes it difficult for it to pay the necessary amount of money for premium sports rights. And so it's kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you look at the situation and you go, you know, you, multi-choice can't be expected to pay top dollar for premium sports rights and then just hand it to the public broadcaster. Yeah. Um, no, because, you know, who's, who's going to pay for that at the end of the day?
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it is, it yeah. is an interesting thing. Although I do get the sense that, you know, they did, I think, come to, some, come to some kind of deal with the rugby and that seemed to have got to do with public pressure. So I do wonder if that will play a role with the cricket.
1: Um, I don't know though, because it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. It's not the rugby, right? So, um, I, I think that when it comes to the Springboks, Um, They're an incredibly uniting force in South Africa and um there's just a as you say a huge amount of public demand to watch the springboks play and it's not quite the same with the proteas maybe um you know uh i i it's uh, also not the uh, whole day a rugby yeah, match is 90 exactly. minutes or it is exactly it's over over you know in in uh, 90 minutes or less and um the yeah um with the proteas it's also got to do with performance right so while you know one can make all kinds of you know make political statements around sport and uh, and all that stuff. The bottom line is that I don't think it matters, uh, to South Africans of, uh, or what matters to South Africans of any stripe is winning at yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> um, and so, um, the, the pro tiers are not playing, are not, uh, you know, there's, there's some hope they're not playing badly. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't think going into this tournament that they nearly uh, as good position as the Springboks were in going into the Rugby World Cup. There's some real excitement that the Springboks could win the World Cup two years in a row. So talking um,
0: about things that are repeating themselves, uh, ESCOM uh, is, is alleging that maybe perhaps uh, it's not going to be quite as so much bad as it's been up till now.
1: Yeah, the, um, and so, uh, well, uh, it's not, it's not ESCOM. Uh, well, uh, let, let's start with, um, uh, who was on, um, who, who, who was speaking, uh, on a news channel recently saying that, that he believes we're looking at stage one to stage two, uh, load shedding for at least the next two years, which is better than stage four or stage six um but it's uh, certainly um, it's certainly not uh no load shedding right so um, we're still looking at at load shedding for the foreseeable future um but uh, to put that in context um you know that that's actually it's it's interesting to to see an optimistic view from an independent analyst because escom itself is saying that until at least march it is forecasting regular stage four load shedding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, I guess we'll see what happens from March, but uh, that's even with Kusile coming back online um, by the end of, you know, by the end of the year, the, the remaining units um, that were broken down to Kusile coming back online. And so uh, that's not a particularly rosy forecast to say, yeah, we're going to bring Kusile back online and we're still predicting regular stage four load shedding. Yeah, so absolutely. we'll yeah. see what happens with the stage one to stage two prediction um but uh, you know at least there's some i guess some some good news amid the bad but to me the the real good news is if we actually get a reasonable forecast of suspending load shedding and only having – I mean, who remembers the days when there was an outcry when there was stage one load shedding for one afternoon? <laughs> now we're living with permanent load shedding, and people are just kind of used to it. We're just working around it with solar and generators. Um, and uh, and uh, how many people That's... even remember the, the good old days of stage one load shedding <laughs> in we, the evenings, we, if we could only return to those
0: days. When we had that one day when there was no load shedding, I felt awkward, a bit off, like it doesn't wasn't quite right. Uh, no. Now talking about everybody's favourite grudge grudge purchase, uh, Jan, uh, the the TV license that you pay for so that you can't watch cricket. Uh,
1: some 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 big changes coming there. Yes, so uh, this approved by cabinet and uh, we don't, we don't have details yet. Unfortunately, I reached out to the department of communications and asked for the SABC bill, which was recently approved by cabinet to be tabled in parliament. So as soon as the bill is tabled in parliament, we'll know exactly what it says. Uh, but what we do know is there have been talks um, leading up to this bill that um, the, the SABC and the government and the ANC um, which uh, kind of sets the direction for government, wants to get rid of the TV license entirely. Um, it's not working. People aren't paying it, obviously. Um, and, and to just give folks an idea, if, if you haven't heard me rant about this before, the, the SABC is currently sitting with an 85 86% evasion rate on TV licenses. And that's of people who have previously owned a TV license. And so that's not even counting people like me who have never had a TV license. And so, yeah, there's just so many people in South Africa who are not paying their TV license. The government itself is not paying its TV license. Um, There's there's, uh, apparently several government departments that owe the... SABC in excess of 56 million rand in outstanding TV license fees. And so government is, or, or rather there was talks that they're just going to get rid of the TV license entirely. And uh, how exactly they're going to fund the SABC is now what's going to be in that SABC bill. There's talks of a household levy. Um, there's talks of adding it on just onto like your regular bill from the South African revenue service from SARS. And so it looks like it, it, uh, and, and, but, um, you know, we'll, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I don't want to say, yes, this is going to be an additional burden on already overburdened taxpayers. We will see what the SABC bill proposes at the end of the day, because there was also talk of having that household levy extracted by someone like DSTV. Um, um you know, that the dominant pay TV player in, in the country. And the, the, the DSTV said that's absurd. You, you, you can't have, uh, a, a competitor, effectively a competitor to the SABC, be responsible for collecting its revenue, for, uh, and uh, for that matter, you can't have a private enterprise, you know, responsible for collecting revenue on behalf of the South African government. That's that's ridiculous. No, absolutely, um, and, it's uh, uh,
0: quite a crazy situation. I'd be interested to see if uh, if, if they stop charging all households for other people's TV use, where that goes. One last uh, one for today. Uh, Yan, uh, it's quite of quaint. You might remember these things uh, back in the day when you used to get a DVD uh, and put it in a machine to watch Netflix, uh, because that's how Netflix started. Was as a kind of a, a delivery of of TV uh, or, or video um, kind of on demand sort of thing before it went streaming. Uh, and yeah. they shipping their last DVD ever?
1: Yes, so we never had mail order DVD um uh rentals in South Africa really. I think there was like one or two companies that tried to do it, but I I think our, our post office was already um uh, in in its in its downward spiral and so it it just wouldn't work. Um but uh in the in North America this was huge. Netflix was uh, was a staple, and it it ultimately led to the death of Blockbuster video in the United States um, and uh, yeah, they sh- officially shipped their last red envelope on Friday, um so someone out there has actually received <laughs> the very last Netflix DVD. Um, and uh, and uh, you know maybe they'll never have to return it ever because well, it, the the whole service is being shut down it was kind of like a ceremonial thing really um, to to send us out they're shutting down the DVD rental business and uh, focusing purely on streaming but you know for those of us in the rest of the world um, we uh, some folks might not even know that that Netflix had this uh, mail order DVD. Uh, rental service Because to us It's just a, It's just been The streaming platform But yeah That's how it had It's its origin It's Genesis story Was um, Was this uh, This DVD rental service uh, That killed Blockbuster Even before yeah, it launched its uh, its streaming service. The streaming service was the final nail in blockbuster 's coffin, really
0: yeah, and I mean who knows this it may very well kill off uh, movies in general uh as well so it' was interesting to see where streaming goes, Indeed. particularly with the writer's strike that we 've seen and uh, and all of that but it 's uh yeah fascinating where the movie industry is going. Jan, thank you so much for joining us, and chat
1: to you again soon. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Chat to you again next week.
0: Yeah, there we go. Jan van Mullen bringing us the tech on your station, 101.9. Hi, FM.